Hi everyone! Welcome to episode 3 of Coffee and Killers, aka Mommy's Self-Care. My name is Allie and I am your host. I hope this episode finds you safe and healthy, not only physically but mentally too. Uh, This week sure has brought us some curveballs that we weren't expecting. And for me that means I have 10 children, 8 which are school age kiddos home with me 24-7, We're working hard to stay in a routine and minimize the amount of trauma my kiddos are exposed to during our social distancing time. Um, But we have lots of people taking care of us and looking out for us and grabbing those family packs of chicken when they can. Um, This week I'm hoping to start pen pal writing with my kids. In fact, we're going to start it as soon as I'm done recording this. Uh, I've solidified some same-age kids for my school-agers to write to from California to Australia to a dairy farm in Georgia. I hope this episode gives you a few moments to escape our current reality and dive into a story that, although it's like comparing apples and oranges, is far crazier than what we are going through with the corona apocalypse right now. Today, I am drinking a home-brewed cup of a dirty vanilla chai latte. It is about three quarters cup of hot milk. I like it extra hot. A teaspoon of vanilla, two steeped tea bags of chai, and one shot of espresso for that extra caffeine fix. Um, And I use a battery powered milk frother for a foamy top sprinkled with a little bit of cinnamon. Uh, It's delicious and comforting and pumped with caffeine, which is exactly what I need right now. Now on to our story. Please note before we begin that this episode is especially graphic and viewer discretion is advised. In December of 2002, police received a tip which led them to the home of 41-year-old Armin Meves in Rottenburg, Germany. Armin's neighbors were perplexed by the police presence. The sweet computer repair man who lived next door would often invite them over for dinner, help with car repairs, mow their lawn, and play with a natural ease with their children. What could they possibly be doing over in Armin's mansion of a home? Certainly not searching for body parts. Little did they know their beloved normal neighbor would soon be known locally as Der Metzermeister. I apologize for the German pronunciations. Uh, it means the master butcher. And worldwide, he'd be known as the Rottenburg Cannibal. Armin Meves was born on December 1st, 1961 in Essen, Germany. Armin lived a bit of a lonely life as the youngest of three brothers and the son of a man who had little interest in interacting with him. Armin often sought comfort in books and stories as a young child. Following his arrest, Armin's father reported that he had a particular fascination with the classic tale Hansel and Gretel as a young boy. You know, the story of two young kids abandoned in the woods by their parents who stumble upon the candy cottage of a woman who traps them and fattens them up with the end goal of eating them as Sunday dinner. The stories that we tell our children. Anyway, 
Armin's father left his son and wife when Armin was about eight years old, leaving Armin alone with his mother in their gigantic 36-room house, as his older brothers by then had left home. Armin's mother was a bit of a tyrant, dictating his every move and isolating him from the community around them, stunting his ability to form friendships. As a coping mechanism, Armin developed an imaginary brother named Frankie with whom he would play with and vent to, confiding in Frankie in a way that his mother would never allow him to speak with her. Sadly, Frankie wasn't enough company for Armin, who began fantasizing about eating some of his friends and classmates so that they would always be with him and ease his loneliness. As a young adult, he spent 12 years in the West German Army, all the while still in close contact with his mother. During this time, he engaged in some sexual relations with fellow soldiers, which is the only record I could find of any type of relationship he had had. He left the army at age 32 after crashing his car while under the influence, not once, but twice, ruining his chances of advancing in the army. After leaving the army, he held down a position as a computer engineer while living in his mother's home and becoming her main caretaker. It's at this time that Armin began turning to the internet for solace and company. He was particularly drawn to BDSM pornography and fantasies of cannibalism. He really dove into this fantasy world following the death of his mother in 1999. Suddenly, Armin was on his own and the internet opened him up to a world that ultimately wrote his fate. The Cannibal Cafe was a forum for role-playing cannibalistic fantasies both to dine and be dined on. The site has since been shut down, but some of the threads can be found given a deep Google search. There will be a photo of one of Armin's communications on the forum on my IG account at Coffee and Killers Podcast. The site clearly stated that those, quote, incapable of separating artistic fantasy from reality quote, should basically leave the forum. Under the pseudonym Frankie, sound familiar? Armin posted an ad in search of a well-built man who wishes to be eaten. The ad received more than 200 responses, but thankfully, the vast majority of the men got cold feet and backed out of meeting up. The first face-to-face meetup that resulted from the internet search happened in Armin's German home, Ultimately, the gentleman backed out of his plan to be Armin's dinner, and instead they had relations and then parted ways. Armin was adamant that his human meal must be a willing participant. Shortly after this first face-to-face failed attempt, Armin came across an ad titled Dinner, where a man named Bernd Jurgen Armando Brands sought a man to eat his flesh. Bernd was just a couple years older than Armin, and was a successful and financially secure engineer in Berlin, Germany. To the outside world, Bernd appeared to be normal. He even had a long-term live-in girlfriend by the name of Bettina. That relationship had recently ended prior to meeting Armin when Bettina learned of his bisexuality. Bernd suffered from a severe form of masochism. He discussed with Armin how he wanted to be tortured and killed, 
At one point, he even suggested using his skull as an ashtray. Burnt cleared the hard drive of his computer, sold his car, and bought a one-way ticket to meet Armin, careful not to leave any trace of evidence linking the two men. Upon entering Armin's home, Burnt got down to business and stripped naked to show Armin what his meal looked like. The men discussed what they both wanted to happen and agreed to videotape the entire ordeal so that Burnt could observe his fantasy of having his penis dismembered. Because Armin was not actually interested in the act of killing an individual, but instead only butchering the body and feasting on the meat, he was happy to oblige Burnt in his own fantasies first. Burnt requested that Armin bite off his penis. So after consuming painkillers, sleeping pills, and plenty of alcohol, the men made their first attempt at severing the penis. As it turns out, it was an impossible task, so together they decided Armin would cut the penis off with a knife. After the initial minute or two of burnt screaming in pain, Armin attempted to eat the raw meat with his now bloody cohort, but it was too chewy. So Armin took the severed penis to the kitchen, where he fried it in oil and garlic, but he must not have had a penis-related cookbook because he burned it to the point of it being inedible. So he did what any normal human would do, and he fed the burnt penis to the dog. For the next three hours, burnt bled out in a warm bath while Armin read Star Trek in the next room over. When he realized burnt was not dying quickly enough, he kissed his forehead and stabbed him twice in the left side of his neck, which is what ultimately took his life. From here, Armin hung the body from a meat hook, cut it in half, and washed it with hot water. He then cut up the flesh, wrapped them as if it were cattle meat, and stored the meat under a false bottom in a deep freezer right in his kitchen, under some frozen pizzas. The feet, hands, and skull were buried in his yard. For 10 months, he dined on the meat provided by his kill, eating over 40 pounds of meat. He stated that he would dine on the human flesh with red wine and his fanciest cutlery by candlelight. Armin stated in interviews that every time he ate a meal of the human meat, which tasted like pork, by the way, the memories of Bert became more and more clear. Perhaps it was this high that caused Armin to no longer be satisfied with a single kill, and he turned to the Cannibal Cafe once again. This time, the forum caught the eye of a young medical student who, after getting Armin to detail out some of his experience in cannibalism, turned over the information to police. Armed with the meat in the freezer and videotapes of the entire killing and butchering of the body, Armin was arrested in December of 2002. At trial, the defense argued that Burnt was a willing participant and even consented on videotape to being killed and eaten. In 2004, Armin was convicted of manslaughter and sentenced to eight years in prison. This, however, didn't hold up, and the following year he was retried in a German court where psychologists testified that Armin, while not an immediate danger to most of society, does still have cannibalistic fantasies, and that the act of killing and eating burnt brands was an act of sexual gratification. She stated that while he does not suffer from a mental dysfunction, he is sexually confused and unable to understand human connection in a proper way. To him, eating someone's flesh is the deepest act of intimacy. 
he was convicted of murder and sentenced to life in prison. Armin would like to write a biography in order to deter others from fulfilling cannibalistic fantasies as he did. He believes that in Germany, there are around 800 living and breathing modern day cannibals, just like him. But for now, Armin spends his days working in the laundry room of the prison and participates in the church choir. Oh, and now that he's incarcerated, he has become a vegetarian. Find this story on Instagram at Coffee and Killers Podcast and comment on the Armin Meaves post. Also, comment and let me know what coffee I should try next, brands or recipes or even new gadgets. If you enjoyed this episode of Coffee and Killers, aka Mommy's Self Care, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. Refer us to friends and leave a five-star review. Also, find us on Patreon, become a patron, and receive some killer self-care treatment. Music for this episode was created by Kevin McLeod, and resources came from the following websites, The Famous People, Wikipedia, The Guardian, and Irish Times. Also, Serial Killers Documentary on YouTube. Until next time, after Wild Crocodile.